Venge just uses disease. <laughs> yeah, but I like spreading. Vengeance is a good okay, spirit. I'm kidding, it's a good I'm spirit. Kidding. He's got to accept the blight. It's a resource. I had to. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Today is a unique episode because we get to discuss something that we haven't been able to do in a very long time. What? A brand new spirit. Ooh! Ooh. Okay, technically, we have to clarify. <laughs> Is there a new expansion coming out, Ryan? I have not heard of this. We talking about new spirits. <laughs> technically, technically, this spirit isn't official. Asterix. No, no. <laughs> oh, which is really too bad because as we will go on to discuss, I love this spirit. What a fun spirit. Ah, oh, but luckily, to give you a word of optimism, I will tell you this: although the spirit may not be technically technically official, the fun you can have with it certainly is. So, let us go and tell you all about Spreading Rot Renews the Earth. Ooh, what a name. Ooh, what a name. Love that. This is a mushroom spirit. Okay. Kind of mushroom, decomposition, mold, Ooh. algae, like these plants that feed on death, that mossy kind of fungus spirit, which is awesome. So... First off, we have to clarify that this is an Apocrypha spirit. Huh. What the heck? (laughs) What the heck is that? That's a big word. So, first off, many people probably have never even heard of the word Apocrypha. Furthermore, many Spirit Island players may not have ever even heard of Apocrypha spirit. What in the world is going on? (laughs) I am so confused. So, if you've never heard of the word Apocrypha, that is totally fine. That is definitely not a word that you hear in your common vernacular, your day-to-day lexicon. Yeah, that's right. Maybe if you have studied ancient world text scripts and biblical foundational timeline stuff that era, you may have heard the word back in like Sunday school or something like that. Possibly. Possibly. But if you haven't, that's totally fine. Apocrypha simply means a writing or a report that is not considered genuine, which is really too bad, but that's fine. (laughs) Like I said, we can get over the fact that this technically isn't official. So let's go ahead and keep clarifying what in the world is an apocrypha spirit because I said that word as if it was an established thing. Yeah. And it actually kind of is and I did not know that for a while. So let me go and read to you. This was news to me. Yeah. What officially an apocrypha spirit is in Spirit Island. Apocrypha spirits are spirits designed by Eric Royce but they're not part of the formal Spirit Island canon. You can think of them as kind of like a fan made spirit that's made by the game's creator. Perhaps they resonate with the established lore a touch better simply due to being created by the same person. The following things are generally true about Apocrypha spirits. They have had vastly less design or development or playtesting than other published spirits. They are permitted to have more thematic and mechanical overlap with canonical spirits than what canonical spirits might usually have with each other. They are not in playtesting, so reactions to or stories about playing them are just as welcome as for any other spirit. But playtesting data is not desired and there is no specific plan to develop them any further. 
They do not restrict future design. Small or large portions of them could make their way into canon spirit design someday. Mm, Fingers crossed. Nothing mentioned in their lore, including the fact of the spirit's existence, is necessarily true in the canon. In some cases, it's possible that there might be stories of these spirits in canon. Maybe a fanciful, knowingly false tale. Maybe serious stories that are uncertain or poorly informed. But even if such stories exist, that doesn't necessarily mean the spirit it does. Hmm. Unless someone chooses to commission or donate artwork for a spirit, they're likely to have no art or whatever public domain slash creative commons art Eric can scrounge up. So any art that is on there, the imagery that is used that's tangibly relevant might just be from a website or a Google picture that they found somewhere. Okay. The back of the spirit panel should list the circumstances of the Apocrypha spirit's creation and whether slash when it is okay to spread them around. The norm for spirits created in collaboration with fans at an event is to be given first to those fans, then a bit later to the Spirit Island community at large. Many thanks to the publisher Greater Than Games for allowing this. So, Eric, you don't need to make fan-made stuff. You're the creator. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to... You don't have to do this. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, you want to do this. You, you want to do this. this. make the spirit, buddy. <laughs> In this specific spirit's case, Spreading Rot Renews the Earth, this is an apocrypha spirit made by Eric Royce with the audience at ExtraCon 2021. This was a spirit that was made by a group of people. That's kind cool. of. So there was Eric and a few other people at this conference who kind of made a publicly influenced spirit, which is actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So this spirit has been under wraps for a while. And one thing that's very cool, something I'm incredibly grateful for is Eric allowed us to have early access to this spirit, which was really cool. That's one of the things that we referenced a few episodes ago when we said hope you like mushrooms we were referencing this so not this the drug was a fun little <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't we do don't drugs. need any psychedelic edibles here on spirit island <laughs> nope but we are incredibly thankful for that thank yes. you eric once thank again you. for allowing us to have access to this awesome spirit early it was so much fun to look at and to examine and it was just so exciting once again even if it wasn't apocrypha spirit to just go ahead and sink my teeth into something new and a to new look spirit. at yeah. It's like Christmas Day again. I know. And to look at new mechanics and things like that. A so. new resource. I Spoilers. Know. This is so cool. All right. Let's go ahead and learn about spreading rot renews the earth, shall we? Upon death, wood and flesh alike decay and return to the land, leading to further life as a part of the natural cycle of renewal and fertility. The remains of a single tree will feed a myriad of mosses, molds, and fungi. The body of one large animal makes a banquet for insects and, indirectly, the soil. Spreading rot renews the earth is one of countless spirits which partake of this cycle. However, it's somewhat more aggressive than most about acquiring nutrients for the earth and building up massive mats of choking fungus. The Dahan appreciate its place in nature, but try to keep their distance from where it is most active. The invaders are not so lucky. Ooh. Ooh. Setup. Put two presents and one disease on your starting board in the highest number wetland. A disease user? Yes. Step aside, vengeance. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, vengeance is a disease-using blight user. <laughs> they are more aligned with blight than they are disease. They use disease for targeting lands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the play style of spreading rot is as follows. This is a bit of a messy spirit. It wants to splatter either disease or wilds everywhere, but those tokens get removed by invader actions. And it's going to want to stockpile its unique resource, rot, but it doesn't keep that resource all that well. Mm. You can gain and spend or lose rot in lots of ways. Paying close attention results in a intricate and finicky stockpile management game. However, playing more fast and loose works out as well, but it incurs some inefficiency and missed opportunities you could have had. Pick your style. So, the complexity is regarded as moderate if you're fast and loose, or high if you're careful. How'd you feel playing it? I can agree, I suppose. I would say comfortably high. Okay. I would comfortably say high. That minigame for me wasn't so bad, but I could tell that I was rolling with a complex thing pretty well. Like, this is something that's going to be pretty finicky for some players, I think. If wildfire is considered high, then yeah, this is high. Because I don't see wildfire like that intricate or difficult. I also look at wildfire pretty simply. I look at mist pretty simply. Right. Yet, if those spirits are considered high, then this one would probably be high as Definitely. well. Definitely. Summary of powers. You actually have medium offense, low control, low fear, very high defense, and high utility. Nice. Tokens of use, wilds, and disease. Oh, yes. <laughs> More wilds. Yes. I've been craving for another wilds token user mm-hmm. and a disease token user that wasn't tied to blight. Unfortunately, it was an apocryphal spirit, but that was okay because like I said, I'm having so much fun with this spirit and the fun that is gained with it is what truly matters. So not maybe, technically whether or not they're official or not. Maybe the spirits in its entirety won't make it into an expansion, but... Maybe aspects of it will. Yeah, or shadows. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> Something of it will. Right, right. Some mechanics, some things of this spirit will make it, perhaps. It Maybe. would warm my heart if it did. I love the way this spirit uses wilds and disease. So let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? The special rules. I'll read the first one. It's called Slow Cycle of Death and Rebirth. Mm. You have a resource called Rot. To track it, you spare wilds or disease to During time passes, lose half of your rot, round up, and gain energy equal to half of the rot you lost, also round up. So this is really interesting. This is the third spirit to have yet another Mm -hmm. resource. Third, because Fractured Days uses time, and Serpent Slumbering Beneath the Island needs to deal in Absorbed Presence as a limit. Now, that one's a little bit less of a resource. What about Ocean, Ryan? They track invaders on their little board area, the drown pieces. I guess they have a minigame. I guess you could say that. I don't know if that's a resource, but they just have, like, the drown pieces. I feel it. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I guess the most similar to Fractured. How about that? Yes, Most similar is Fractured. But a spare resource called Rot, and you use spare either wild tokens or disease to track it. But what's interesting is this is a resource that you cannot stockpile just like time was Mm -hmm. for Fractured. You lose half of your rot every single turn. Oh no, that's bad because as you will come to learn, you use rot for a lot of things. But don't worry because when you lose rot, you gain energy based on how many rot you've lost. So it's interesting. So 
that means you have a choice, dear player. If I don't spend my rot for all my rot costing abilities, I'm going to get more energy. But if I do spend rot, I can use these cool unique abilities. That's unique to you, obviously. That's unique to you, but you're not going to gain as much energy. I think that's really cool. I love it when players have more choices. So in my opinion, more choices, always good. I now, liked the energy. <laughs> yeah, you like the energy. <laughs> but I guess I was like losing a part of what rot was supposed to be because you're right. I wasn't using the uniques or the innate powers Hey, as much. it opens you up for better majors. Yeah. So I preferred my play style to be spend as much rot as I possibly could. I'll get into that later. Of course. There is a note here from Eric, though, and says, Upon reflection, both the rot loss and energy gain would probably be better if they were rounded down than rounded up. Mm. So lose half of your rot, rounded down, and gain energy equal to half the rot you just lost, rounded down. This would mean that you would receive slightly less energy income, especially in the early game, but you would be able to stockpile your rot better because you're not losing as much. So I missed this note. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I think it's kind of cool to test either version. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool to see the impact that might have. I was swimming in energy. Swimming in energy. I also was just fine fine with energy, both in multiplayer games and in solo games. Why did I make that distinction? We'll get into it, but don't worry. But point being, it was pretty good, I think. So going on to their next special rule, bodies feed the earth. After invaders, Dahan, or Beast are destroyed in your lands, gain one rot. Pretty much if anyone dies, you gain a rot. Now, for this rule, treat removing beasts as destroying them. So that would be effective if you have many mines or or an event that says says remove a beast to do this thing. That will account for this. Now, just as usual, unless it is otherwise specified, a triggered action cannot be triggered more than once. So this says after invaders, Dahan, or beasts are destroyed in your lands, gain a rot. That means if anyone died in your lands, gain a rot. That's not gain one rot per bad guy or Dahan or beast that's destroyed. So just gain one if anyone died in your lands. Don't worry. It's not so bad if you think that that sounds pretty low because you can get rot pretty decently. I've had turns where I start with zero and I ended with seven or eight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you'll be just fine. But that is bodies feed the earth. So you have a spare resource. Mm -hmm. You lose half of it, gain energy for it, and you gain this. If things are dying. If things are dying in your land but there is one critically important and oh so so identity defining special that this spirit has would you like to go ahead and reveal to the audience what that is i would buckle up everyone this is one of my favorite parts of the spirits Mm. settlements crumble with decay and plague in your lands with either wilds or disease invaders and a han have negative one health It's rain and mud suppressed conflicts ultimate happening all the time. England who? Who cares? (laughs) Bad guys and a hunt have minus one health in your lands that have wilds and disease. Raging storm is incredible now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is awesome. Anything to do with getting the bad guys minus one health. Sure, Dahan have minus one health too. That every now and then became a thing, which was like, eh, that's not what I like, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Having bad guys with minus one health is huge. Can you imagine huge. if River got to do two damage to each invader in a land with rot? Yep. Bye-bye all cities. Literally, they're all gone. Incredible. One damage now kills a town. Wow. Two damage kills a city. <laughs> Which is absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) For a lot of spirits who do damage. Right. So 
Oh, this is so good. Add Badlands to this. Right. And remember how with Mist, the fact that they can do one damage all the time at first was like, but seeing how they can hold on to that damage, it's a lot better. And that one damage actually looks lethal. In our Sweden game, it was very potent. Extremely. So here, you will notice that Spreading Rot doesn't really have a whole lot of damage. But the thing is, is you don't need copious amounts of damage to be as effective as other people. Because they're weakened. Right. It's like you've already done damage by weakening them. And the thing is, is they have minus one health so long as it's your land that has one of those tokens in it. This means you don't have to worry about like a one turn only mm-hmm. kind of thing. Of course, if you have a token in there, that means it gets spent by invader actions. But one thing that's nice, and we'll get into this later, is isolate is very nice here because you can isolate a land you're in with a token so that they don't explore. So you can keep a wilds token and this keeps your special rule settlements crumble with decay and plague active. So you still retain that minus one health bar. What if you could push the tokens? Oh, Ooh. we're going to get into that too. <laughs> All right, we keep hinting at all these wonderful things. Let's just go ahead and get into it. This is a growth two spirit. Love the pick twos. You can pick two of your growth options. We love it. All right, you have four options. Count them up. One, two, three, four. Mm. Your first one is your reclaim action. Every spirit growth option one is a reclaim. It's quite simple. You gain one energy and you reclaim cards, but this costs two rot to do. Interesting. Kind of reminds me of Trickster or reminds me of Fangs Mm -hmm. a little bit. They have to spend something in order to reclaim. However, here you are not spending energy. You are spending rot. Interesting. Okay. That is growth option one. Reclaim cards, gain one energy, spend two rot. Growth option two. The one you're probably using mostly every turn. Most (laughs) often. You add a presence up to two away. Not bad. However, if you added it to a jungle or wetland, gain a rot. Ooh. I like this. So this is your only presence placing option. Reminds me a little bit like green, jungle, wetlands, and like they'll always grow to one of these places. Because kind of when I was playing, I most often grew to a jungle or wetland. Yep. Same here. This is a combination to me of green and lure. Mm. Lure and the fact that growth option two is your only presence placing option. But like you said, very much like green because you are incentivized to go into jungles and wetlands. Here, though, you gain a rot if you go to a jungle or wetland. And I like the theme that that gives, because if you're a moist fungus moss spirit, of course it makes sense that going to a jungle or a wetland mm-hmm. will get you more of your resource. Now, you don't have to go here, which is Correct. also nice. Which is very nice. Yeah. It says if you do, you'll get bonus rot. Awesome. In my games, I pretty much was making sacred sites in all the jungles and wetlands for the early and mid game. And only when I needed to make a kill spot yep. is when I would go to mountain or sand, because if I've been ignoring it all game. Bad guys are there. I go in there, bring a token with me. Now they have minus one health. Now we're ready to get killing. Anyway, more on that later. Your third growth option. Very simple. Gain a power card. So this is what I love because that is it. I love doing growth options two and three because I like stretching out the hands. Yeah. And because obviously like you talked, reclaiming has a negative effect because I right. don't want to lose my rot. So it's fun to like grow and then delay that reclaim by always gaining a power card if I could. I didn't do growth option four as much. We'll talk about that as we get to it. But I like having the game one power card like every single turn. Just oh keep, my goodness. Keep adding to the hand. Growth option two and three I did for pretty much the entire game. Yeah. 
Yeah. And in all of my games that I've had with Spreading Rot, I've done Growth Option 4 twice. That's it? Yep. First game, I did it just for funsies. My third game, I actually needed to do it, which was actually pretty cool, and I did that. So we'll get into that later. But yeah, my yeah. point being, Growth Option 2, 3, oh my goodness. Growth Option 2 or 3 are the MVP. Yep, each one. Get boom, those boom, cards. Boom, boom. Get those cards, and we'll talk about why you want to do that a bit later. So, Growth Option 1, Reclaim, Gain Energy, Cost 2, Rot. Growth option two, gain a presence. And if it's in a jungle or wetland, gain a rot. Growth option three, just power card. And then here we have a very interesting and multifaceted growth option four. Mm. So in order to do this, it has a cost. To do growth option four, you must forget a power card from your discard. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Forget it from your discard. Specifically, it says that. From the discard, but huh. you forget it. It's gone from the game. It's gone. However. We've never seen something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, we forget cards in the you, game, but not Right, and usually you can forget a card, but you can forget it from your hand, mm-hmm. from your discard. It has to be. Right, it has to be your discard. What it gains you, though, is you gain a power card, mm-hmm. you gain two rot, and then you gain one. One, moon, water, earth, and plant. Wow. You get one of each of those four. It's <laughs> four elements. So I like to think that when you're forgetting that power card from your discard, if it's in your discard, that's something that has, quote unquote, died to you. Mm. The theme, that Ooh. card has died to you. And since you are a spirit of renewing cycles of death and life, you are using that forgotten power card to gain another power card, gaining two rot and one of the moon, earth, water, and plant elements. So it's like you're recycling that power card for current turn temporary element gain and rot gain and you're gaining a power card like you said but you're kind of gaining two cards because you're gaining four elements yeah so you're basically gaining a minor power you're probably gaining yeah you know and you're triggering hopefully your innate right you're definitely getting some of your innates with this so here's something ryan that i would like to get into i want this growth to make its way into another spirit i think it'd be dope i really like it too of like the ultimate gamble like yeah i need a major and i'll just forget a card and get all these elements right this will be fun because this is something brand new to the game yeah would be forgetting a power card just for growth right i would like that and gaining four elements oh Mm -hmm. i use this a little bit more than you but i gained some cards throughout my game that i wasn't Mm -hmm. thrilled on so i was okay with forgetting them yep looking at this fourth growth option and the truth that i only used it twice once for funsies once because i needed it yeah just once again shows to me the utter value of presence placement because Mm -hmm. I was doing growth option 2 all the time. I was looking at growth option 4 and I was looking at growth option 2. I'm like, yeah, growth option 2 every time. (laughs) I feel like growth option 4 is like, this is the end game. (laughs) Yeah, unless you really need it. One thing that was great for me was I like to do growth option 2 and 3 a lot Mm -hmm. and by doing so you're going to have a lot of extra power cards. So on the turn that you cannot reclaim because you don't have enough rot, go do growth option 4, get rid of one of your power cards that you probably don't need. Now you gain two rot, so then you can go spend that two rot immediately to do your reclaim action. Now you got them all back. Now we're thinking. There you go. So now you can go ahead and do growth option four, and that was what happened when I needed it. I had one rot, and I wanted to reclaim, but I couldn't. So I'm like, you know what? I need to, and I need a new card anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm not using this old one. Let's just kick that one out. Bye. Thank you. And then I was able to get another power card, two rot, and it was a decent spike. Yeah. But this spirit doesn't have any energy spiking actions. Ooh. 
I didn't notice that. Good point. But that's, that's fine because you, you have don't a, need it, right? <laughs> because you have cards that can gain energy. You have the a special rule, right? Yeah. You have a special rule whose functionality is giving you energy, exactly. and you have a choice if you want to spend your rod during your turn mm-hmm. to get access to cool abilities or save eh, it, save it, so I can get more energy. There's so your energy I spike. love that choice. I think that is so great. I love the way that that choice is manifested too. We're already discussing like how many different builds you can have in the spirit. And that's what's so cool. There's so many different avenues to go down. I know. And we've only talked about the growth options. Right. So let's talk about the tracks. What do we start off with? The tracks. For the energy track, you start off with two energy. Mm -hmm. I've been playing a lot of shadows. Yeah. What a boon this is. (laughs) Starting with two energy. Two energy. That's so nice. And one card play. Yes, one card play. Yep, that's fine. But two one, that's great. Yeah. I've honestly gotten used to like, okay, maybe playing one card on the first turn, but Mm -hmm. like stockpiling energy or something. Mm -hmm. So just having the two energy just like that, amazing. Mm -hmm. The next one on the top track, energy track, you get plus one rot and a water element. So it doesn't give you more energy. An element and you get a rot. You just straight up for the rest of the game in the spirit phase, you gain a rot. You generate one. I think the listeners starting to catch on like, oh, maybe rot isn't that hard to obtain. Yeah. Also, although just like you said, it's not an energy gain, it's a rot gain. What's cool is getting a rot could be energy, could be a cool ability. It's your choice how you We'll get into that, but yeah. On the plays track, it jumps to two. So we go from one to two. Your first upgrade on the trays is two. Uh, So nice. That was my first growth when I would play rot, was go to straight to two. Another reason why this spirit reminds me of lure is because every single time you upgrade, it's a change in stats. And you love that. I love that. (laughs) You don't? (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. Yeah. When you get another presence out and your plays or your energy track stays the same, it's... Oh. Did you ever go through like which spirits always had upgrade? Because you said a long time ago that you were gonna yeah. like take a look at everyone's. Well, boards. I did, and yeah, I forgot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go do that again. That'd be interesting because I know like there's a there's lot of not spirits. a lot. No, yeah. that don't. I got you, fam. There are nine spirits who have their presence tracks orchestrated in such a way. So out of twenty-four spirits, that means a little over a third of the characters in the roster have this. Those spirits are. Lure, Stone, Volcano, Downpour, Wildfire, Mist, Serpent, Finder, and Starlight. There you go. Back to you. Anyway, though, Lure is like my go-to mentally for this. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's crazy about Lure is that you can't consistently do your presence placing growth option all the time. Mm -hmm. Here, you actually can. My second game with this spirit, I was able to do a presence out every single turn. Every turn turn you can grow. Yeah, it was great. Moving back up to the top track. So we just had the plus one rot and water. The next one would be three energy now you're getting. Yep. This is awesome. This is great. (laughs) Three energy a turn? Yep. And like you said, you're gaining maybe energy from rot? Right. I was flush with cash. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it was so much. I mm. honestly never had to worry about energy. I never have either. The next one on the plays bottom track, instead of jumping up to like a third car play, you get gain one rot. Gain a rot generation. So nice. More, more rot. Yes. You never have to worry about rot. Right. Up to the energy track, plus one rot, and now we're gaining a plant. Nice. So we gained Another water. plant element. And now we got plants. And at this point, we've gained three. Three rot. And what has that been? Five turns or so? But still, you're getting so much rot. Right. 
All right, back on down to the plays. We get to the third card play. Yep. So when one card play, two card play, gain a rot, and now a third, third card, card play, play. Which one of my games never got to. Really? You went top track? I went top track. Well, a little bit of hybrid track probably. A little bit of hybrid. I'm guessing you probably grabbed that rot. I grabbed the rot and never got to three. Gotcha. But you can do a lot with two card plays and all the elements. Yeah, seriously. All right, back up to the energy. You get plus another rot. Another rot. Rot. But also gain an earth. An earth element. So it's becoming more of like an element track. Kind right. of like downpour. Right. You're getting a lot of resources here. You're getting energy. You're getting rot, which can be used as energy. You're getting a ton of elements as well. Oh, it's amazing. All right. Back down to the plays. After the third card play, you get a moon. This moon. This is like you're saying. You look at all these something. elements. <laughs> well, look how many elements you're getting. We it's have true. water. We have plant. We have earth. Now moon. Wow. How many elements? this there's more too don't worry i know i know <laughs> back up to the energy we cap out at four energy four energy which games, is nice which is very good at it's home, more like, oh, than it doesn't sound like a lot it doesn't sound like a lot but once you have seen this rot in action and once you have played a turn where you gain six rot and you started with three now yeah. i have nine I now i'm losing four of it gaining two plus four that's six energy and i didn't even choose an action you for get that. rot from your tracks you get rot from your cards you yes. get rot from the innates like you can even get energy from your cards yeah back on down after the moon you hit four card plays always good one more you get five card plays and one reclaim for the last and one reclaim one you oh. went after that reclaim one right you like reclaims pretty much <laughs> this spirit excels in bottom track okay i'm telling you man now of course if you want majors go top you sound there. like mj from the discord <laughs> bottom track you know me i like my card play you do <laughs> and there's a reclaim one and I love my you love one. Like, you might like that more than card <laughs> I plays. think I might <laughs> So your presence tracks, once again, in their entirety, your energy track goes two, then one rot, one water, then goes to three energy, then gain another rot and a plant element, then gain another rot and an earth element, and then four. So in that track alone, you're getting three elements and three rot. Your card play starts at one, then it goes to two. After that, you gain another rot. After that, you gain a third card play. After that, you gain a moon. After that, you get a fourth <laughs> card play. And after that, you get the wonderful fifth card play and reclaim one. It just keeps Every time you upgrade, it's just something great. Oh, it's fantastic. Because now it always stings when you're like at three card plays and like, oh, I really want to get four card yes. plays and like another three. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, no. And even if you go and get your third and you upgrade again, you don't get the fourth card play. At least you get a moon element, which is actually very important. For oh, you. yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the powers. Your innates, which, oh my goodness, are probably the most multifaceted innates I've seen in a while. Also reminds me of Lure because of how much freaking stuff you can do. This was like not hard to keep track of. But like, I'm like, oh, did I trigger this? Did I trigger this one? There's you so know, many different levels. I felt like I was going to the marketplace mm -hmm. whenever I was doing my yeah. card. What's activated today? What's activated today? <laughs> so what's it called? You have Nourish, Lichen, Vines, and Trees. It is a slow power, range one, and can go in any land. Like that. So, 
For four elements, one moon, one water, two plant, you may gain one rot per moon element you have this turn. Two maximum of four. Oh, look. <laughs> if rot. I have water, moon, and plant, I gain more rot. Mm. I can just generate my own resource. What a fantastic self-sufficient economy this is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anyone else. Mm -hmm. This is a very solo-centric spirit, it right. seems like. like You can just do just fine on your own. Right. Then, your next one is pretty cool. This is the first rot expenditure ability. If you have one earth and two plant, you may spend three rot. If you do so, if target land has no buildings in it, remove a blight. Ooh, blight Ooh, removal blight capabilities. Removal. What? Fun, yeah. And this isn't even the only one either. So it costs three blight and some elements, not a whole lot. You only need three, one earth, two plant, to go and remove a blight. Nice. And remember, this can be in any land you can remove a blight. Right. No restrictions. Right. Which is difficult to do. Right. I love the choices and the capabilities this spirit has. Then, next, at level three, if you have three plant, you have access to the next ability. For one rot, you may add a wilds token. Wow. I like it. I love it. I like it. Cost a single rot? Sure, you need to have three plant, but that's okay. You have access to plant, both in your fourth growth option, mm -hmm. on your energy track, and all of your cards, except for one, have it. So that's pretty easy to get. Last but not least, if you have eight elements, two water, two earth, and four plants, you can remove a blight. Does it have to have buildings in it? It just says remove a blight. Wow. So <laughs> this one is an upgraded version of the other one. If you have more elements, you can do that first one where instead of just doing one earth and two plant, it costs two earth, four plant, and two water, but you can remove a blight regardless of who's there. And you're not losing rot to do it. Correct. It just straight up happens. That's nice. One thing that's crazy is since these all have various amounts of costs, they do not have to be in any order. Yeah. It's just like, hey, sweet, I have enough for this one. Cool done it. You have enough for that one? Cool. Do it. Yeah. So, like I said, I feel like you're going to Marketplace. All right, let's see what we got here. What can I do? I can add a wilds. Oh, and, and remove a blight. It's nice. so great <laughs> when you trigger, okay, I got one and two and three. Sweet. Sometimes it's like, well, I did four and two and three. Yeah, and very, not for one. Sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fun, though. The next Nate is called Spread Choking Death. It is also another slow mm. range one away, but the target land has to have wilds or disease. Mm. That is so a little more restrictions, but mm. you'll see why soon enough. For two moon, three water, and one animal. Oh, Ooh, animal. So now you're using, count them, how many elements? Five. 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 This spirit uses five elements. So we talked about this. When you're gaining cards, usually your spirit uses like three, oh, it's three so elements, easy. maybe. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Lightning, I want a fire and air card. And you're kind right. of like, you don't have a lot of options. Right. But with this right. one. <laughs> Sun, air, and fire. Those are the only ones you don't use. So out of picking four cards when you're gaining a new power, you're probably going to get an At animal least or water one or, two. or a moon. Gaining elements was so nice. Seeing oh. how you have literally more than half of the elements <laughs> in your use. <laughs> then something was getting triggered. One card was useful. Yeah, will be useful. You'll find a use for so many cards in there. That was incredible. Sorry, I'll finish it with two moon, three water, one animal with minus two rot, you get to add a disease. What? Yes. I was doing You this. have your third rot ability, which is spend two rot to add a disease. I was doing this a bunch. Yeah. I liked this one a lot. You now have a disease spitting power and yes. a wild spitting power. And because this isn't a card, because we've talked about vengeance has a card mm -hmm. that spits out disease, this 
is an innate. I could do this every single turn. Right. Without having to reclaim as long as it's triggered. Right. That was huge. Right. I felt like I was keeping the lid on the invaders with the wild token and the disease. And the thing that's so great is at first you may be thinking, well, if the target land has a disease and a wild token, why would I want to disease a land that's already diseased? I would rather disease a land that doesn't have a disease because now it's covered. Well, if you disease a land that's already diseased, one thing that's great is you have a damage power we're going to get into later that does bonus damage based on whether or not you have a disease there. But it also means that it's going to stay secure. Yeah. Because, oh no, the bad guys just did a build action. My disease went out the window. Well, I had to. Sweet. Yeah. Or maybe it only has a wild, so now you want to yeah. add a disease there. So right it on. definitely has options. Mm-hmm. The next tier, one moon, three water, one plant, one damage, push two to Han. This is honestly one of your most go-to damage abilities. Well, everyone's saying like, wow, one damage, that's freaking lame. Let's bring up the special rule again, where everything is, as long as you're in that that's a land, town. Yeah. That's a town. One damage. Bye-bye Because town. it has to go in a land that has a wild and a disease in it. But then I have a special that says <laughs> if I have a presence and a disease and a wild, they get minus one health. You are correct, sir. Well, then, that means I can blow up a town. So. <laughs> and because you're spreading out wilds and disease, they're not building up a lot. So right. sometimes you only have to destroy a single town somewhere. Right. So what a unique blend of prevention with wilds and disease yes. with throttling bad guys. Yes. But you also have surprisingly high damage for the lack of damage cards you have because even if you have piddly amounts of damage, they have minus one health. I like that as well. Oh, your fingers in so many pies! <laughs> And then you get to push Dahan. That's always fun. Yep. And you get to push Dahan. It's kind of like the Dahan are aware of how dangerous the fungi are and all the mold and whatnot. They know all too well. Yeah. Yeah, They know the signs. I'm out. And you can also set up for maybe a Dahan counterattack or something like that. Yeah. Maybe if there's a defend card. I don't know. Next level for a piddly one moon and two water, which you get pretty much all the time. One fear. So like you said, every turn, leave. Least one fear, 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 fear. It is so easy to hit this one. I know. This is why it's important for your moon element. Because mm. your moon element, you don't have a whole lot of. You only have two cards that give you yeah. moon. Boy, and it takes a while right. to get to moon on your card play track. So getting moon here is actually really nice because you can generate fear for it. But don't forget, with your other innate, you got bonus rot based on how much moon you had. So finding moon is actually really nice. I would like to play this spirit with foreboding where fears generate in a land. Mm. Things can get moved around. Yeah. How yes. fun would that be? Like, maybe someone did Ooh. get through, but mm. all of a sudden, Rot just generates his fear and, like, scares that explorer away. It's right. like, oh, that's terrifying, that fun guy. Right. The combos mm. are so fun. Okay. For two water, that's it. Two water. So another one yep. you're just basically always triggering. Right. Push up to three wilds slash disease. We're pushing tokens around. Yes. Yes, I love this. Push up I to love three this. wilds or disease. You know, I like my control. Oh my goodness. I was controlling the tokens. You get to move the tokens. Well, this okay. is huge. I don't want this to build next turn. Push the disease. Yoink. I want to set up a kill spot somewhere. Yoink. Yoink. <laughs> They're going to explore to mountains or the coastal lands. Yeet. Let's push it to the <laughs> Coastal mountains. Technically, I guess it would be yeet, wouldn't it? Oh. Yoink is pull, yeet is push. Yeet is push. So, technically, yeet. But it, <laughs> the setup potential that this had. Huge. 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 Whether you want to use the tokens for damage for yourself or prevention from bad guys. The flexibility here is fair. 
fantastic. Because sometimes we have games, we just had a game like this, where there's like a non-beast user in the game, and there's just a beast in that jungle that sat yeah. there all game and didn't do anything. Right, right. And it's like, oh, it's, <laughs> none of the events got to use it, the beast did nothing. I know you can't move beasts, but you can move tokens, so they are useful to you. No joke, I've gone, and in each of my games, my original starting disease in land number two was not used on that land's build. I was like, I'm going to grab you and yes. use you now. Like, push it somewhere else. Push you over here, make use of you pronto. Yeah, Which is fantastic. That. And remember how I said how, wait a minute, you can only add disease and lands that already are disease, but I want to place disease and lands that don't have disease. Don't worry, fam, because <laughs> you can just go and be like, yeet, and push it into a land where you did want it to go. So that's why I had such fun with the spirit was like the setup of laying out the board how I wanted it. Yeah. I would, yeah, like you oh. said, add a disease. I'll push it here. Or I want this wild to go here because I'm going to so do damage great. over there. That is the fourth thing that you've discussed with this innate. And you're not done. Not done. Last one. <laughs> the fifth level for four water and three plants minus four rot. Yes. Another rot ability. Repeat the power. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me like lure. More disease. I can spawn token. I can push to Han. More I can damage. damage. I can move tokens. I can cause fear and I can repeat it. Maybe there's a city in your land. Oh. Repeat it. City's, city's gone. gone. Boom. Oh, and another fear too. Oh. Because if you have level two, you have level three. I think so. I missed that that one time I played. Ooh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Spread choking death is ridiculous. That is where your disease tokens, your fear, your token manipulation, and damage comes from. So one one thing I would do, I would, with the left innate, the first innate, I would add that wilds and then target that land mm-hmm. with the other innate and then add a disease and then push them around. Oh my, yep. it was so fun. One thing that's so great is your first innate can add a wilds token, which means your second innate's legality has now been met. There you go. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you can go ahead and start doing stuff there as I well. I hope the listeners are starting to hear the fun the spirit can You know really... what the spirit has? Interconnected strategies. Yes. So many things. And we're going to get into their power cards. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, well, I can't do this ability because I don't have a token there. Don't worry. I'm about to have a token. And that's not even from one of my innates. So let's go ahead and get into the The cards. cards. You have a standard hand of four cards. You have two fast, two slow. You have one zero costing card. Two one-costing cards and one two-costing cards. No three-costing energy Yeah, costing you have a very low energy-costing hand. This is great with your already decent energy gain because your cards are pretty cheap. Furthermore, one of them is free, and that one even gives you an energy, <laughs> if you weren't solo. Oh. So, let's go ahead and talk about these cards. Alrighty, so, going for the fasts. Each of these fasts cost one energy. First one, Land of Dreadfall and Rot. Gives you three elements, water, earth, and plant. It is a fast power, as I said before. It has range one from a sacred site. Mm. And it can go in any land. Gives you a choice. Either defend three or gain two rot plus one per invader or Dahan. This is capped at seven rot. So either gain a ton of rot or defend three. Then during time passes, you may pay two rot to reclaim this card instead of discarding it. And I did that. It is amazing because if you do this one for the rot gain, you definitely can afford it. You can fetch this 
this card again. Oh, yeah. However, I've never done that because I always did defend three, defend three, defend three, defend three. And since my rock game was always so good, I was able to always get this card back. Bink, 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 bink. And in your innate, you can push to Han and set up those counterattacks. Defend right. three, here you go, Han. And it's incredibly useful. And defend three is quite salient throughout the game because you're stopping the builds. Cities aren't coming in as much or maybe a town isn't coming in as much. Yeah. So you can throttle the bad guys to a point where defend three is quite salient a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. So, that is what Land of Dreadfall and Rot does, either defense or rot gain. I liked but, being able to pay to reclaim yes, it. Yes, I did that huge. so often. Especially in the early game when you kind of yeah. like need to just defend yeah. and just like keep them yep. at a distance. Some games I didn't do it every single turn, no. but I liked getting that one back. Having a defend card at all times, mm-hmm. and when you have a rot income that's good enough to constantly, consistently really get it back. You don't really need the bottom portion? Yeah. But it's nice to have that. Yeah. In case. Sure is. The other fast power is called Worms and Bugs Enrich the Soil. Gives you four elements, this card. Gives you moon, a very coveted moon, Mm -hmm. water, earth, and an animal. So, moon is very rare for you, and animal is very rare for you. There are only two cards that give you either, and this is one of them. Once again, it has the exact same stats as the last one. Mm. It's fast, range one of a sacred site, and it can go in any land. And it says this. After the next time invaders are destroyed, add one wild or remove a blight. Wow. This is really cool because bad guys are going to be dying all the time, especially when you have defend three and there's a hunt there. Yep. Someone died. Then this means that you get a bonus thing that happens when bad guys die. Remove a blight or get a wilds token. So it's kind of creepy, but also kind of dope. Yeah. The blight removal and the wilds token, regardless of which one you picked, is being funded by the body that just died. Yikes. The being that just expired is now being used recycled go green for <laughs> a wilds token or a blight removal this one is actually really cool to see an effect because you're like oh i can't wait for someone to bite it in that land because the moment something does you're able to kill a bad guy to hunt it a counterattack, and now it's protected by a wilds token sweet their not, body became like i know the wilds how now. creepy is that how fast like they had an accelerated rot <laughs> so <laughs> also though when you can defend a land and and Dahan counterattack, or you just yourself simply went and destroyed a bad guy mm-hmm. and it was blighted. Hey, blight comes off. It's so nice for one. You can go and remove a blight in any land for one, so long as an invader died there. Again, there's so many blights like oh, qualifiers with cards. Yes, or... I feel as if this one's easy. This is easy. This is easy. But What's cool is that it gets even better. This is where it gets nuts. I love this. And I've done this before, too, a few times. It feels great. Yes. You may spend three rots to do both. Add a wilds and remove the blight. If you do this, generate a fear as well. Oh, come on. Three rot chump change. I did, <laughs> yes, I also did this. It's chump incredible. change. Oh my goodness. One explorer dies. Well, that's a fear. Remove a blight and spit a wilds token. There you go. What? <laughs> Insane. Wow. For one energy and three rot, but still. Wow, that is fantastic. And the thing is, it says after the next time they're destroyed. So even though this is a fast power, this can resolve later on True. the slow phase yeah. because it says after the next time. So this means this is a blight removal card that could remove blight in the fast or it can remove blight in the slow, depending on when that damage came in. Ooh. And you know me, I love it when you can go ahead and add a wilds token or a blight removal in the fast. Yeah. And this can do literally both. The only thing that's contingent is that you have a fast 
damage or someone on the team has a fast damage yeah. and there's a bad guy there. This is just the best if there's a lone explorer somewhere. I have a question for you. What's and that? you let's tease this out. Okay. So there's certain powers in the game. Concealing shadows, finder has a power, same with stone where you protect the Han but not mm-hmm. the land. You protect like two Dahan or for shadows it's all Dahan mm-hmm. during the next ravage. So say Dahan are protected but the land blights. Mm-hmm. They fight back and kill someone. Kill a bad guy. Does that then remove that blighted land? If you had worms and bugs enrich the soil on what? that spot. Right? Yeah. This card's insane. Because an invader died so you get to remove a blight. That's awesome. Or spit a wild token. I would choose the blight in that circumstance. Or if you have enough rot do both. Do both. Yeah. <laughs> so. Love this card. It's so great and it feels so awesome because you know in this game whenever they put a blight down you're like man they're gaining an advantage. Mm-hmm. But the thing is is when you put a wild token you're like ha I'm keeping a preventative lead over the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I removed a blight, and they just died. Yeah, feels like your advantage is being gained. Again, you're not doing like a ton of damage, but you feel powerful. Is yes. that, does that make sense? Oh, totally. Like, I've had it where in the slow phase I destroyed a bad guy, but they had blighted that very turn. Yeah, and I killed a guy, got my revenge, put a wild token, and removed the blight that he just placed. Just like that. It's like nothing ever happened. Ha! It's so incredible. like so much death and recycling <laughs> happened in like the span of a single turn. There are slow powers, they have two of them. Mm-hmm. So, the first one is called Infesting Spores. Costs mm. two energy. as a fire. That you don't need. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every now and then it's just fun to like, <laughs> yeah, figure that out. That's true. Right. Maybe with a major you might end right. up needing it if you pick right. up a major or something. Every now and then when you're playing a spirit and you're like, I don't need this. <laughs> Why is that there? Of course, it's fun to find a major later in the game that does coincidentally sure. use it. Like, hey! As like a river player, I think it's like Boon of Vigor, you have a plant. So I'm like, right. I don't use Ooh, this. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I'll use the water for it. Thickets are up with every touch of breeze. Hey! Ah, there you go. All right. <laughs> now I need it. Yep. All right. Infesting spores is one fire, one plant, and one animal. And your other animal. Yeah. Love That's it. important. That's the only way to add disease from your innate. You need that. Yep. All right. From range one away in any land, add disease. Add a disease. That's so incredibly useful. By the way, this spirit of Officially now adds more disease than vengeance. <laughs> you just gotta keep rubbing that in, huh? <laughs> Technically, I suppose you can say vengeance has the growth ad- can add one when they die but- and a growth. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but this is an or. You can add a disease or one damage. If disease is present, plus one damage. I like the fact that it's one damage, period. But then it's a second damage if there's a disease there. Because it is so great to have at least one. Because you need damage with this character. Yeah. You can prevent a lot. But when you're preventing a lot, you'll see there are times it's like, okay, well, I'm preventing stuff and I feel great that I'm preventing mm-hmm. stuff. But I need to do damage at some point. Sure. Here. So you having can... access to you can't nice. plug all the holes. What's nice, again, you can pay five rot to do both and generate another fear. Oh. So you can do disease and damage and plus one damage. Now, this is your nuke. As silly as that sounds, this is your nuke. Yeah. Five rot. That is a lot of rot. Now we're talking, yeah. So expensive. this 
for me and my games, I've done this card a lot, but I've only done both of these choices maybe three or four times. I have not done it But both. each time it happens, it's a big deal. And it's a big whoa yeah. moment. Because if you add a disease and then do one damage and then a second damage, if this land has a disease, yeah. oh, well, hey, guess what? I just added a disease. So I definitely have two damage and a fear. Well, guess what? If it's a land that you are in, that means you can go and drop a city immediately. Immediately pop a city. Because, yes, my presence is there and a city is there. That's it. Play this card, disease goes in there. Settlements crumble with decay and plague, now triggers. Yeah. City has two health. Drop this card. Second effect, one damage, and then plus one damage. It had two health to begin with. It's gone. That is two fear, plus one from the card. Three fear, city gone immediately. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, for your stats, not having, like, a lot of fear. Yeah. You're not Not terrible. Yeah. It's like a river player. I'm like, I have no fear. Fear cards. Right. <laughs> However, to gain access to fear, you have to spend rot. Right. So you have to save that up and doing it the way we round down so you don't lose as much yep. rot. When I next time I play rot, I'm going to do it that yep. way. It would be fun to have more rot. We had talked about the benefits of saving rot for more energy or spending rot to go and do cool things. Well, the cool things are add wilds tokens, add disease tokens, repeat urinate, fetch that defend card back to you, pay that rot to both spit a wilds token and remove a blight mm-hmm. in this case spend five rot to do this crazy cool attack power and then generate a fear which is awesome and so for me i loved doing these awesome abilities because i had more than enough energy it was just fine for me i was spending as much rot as i possibly could because these abilities are just so awesome you were like fully immersed as the spirit yeah. you became rot yeah oh it was great next card exaltation of the reforming land. This is your boon card yeah. or your gift card. Yep. It costs zero, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You get a sun. That you don't need. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you get so many elements with the I spirits. Know. Another insane. four. It's insane. You get a sun. You get a moon. You get a water. You get a plant. You get the moon again. That's huge. You need those moons. Those and moons this costs zero. Yes. Now, it is obviously a slow power. It has no range because it's a spirit targeting Yes. Bounce. Yeah. Well, if you're playing solo, target yourself. Hey. <laughs> yep. Target spirit gains one energy. You, yourself, gain two rot. Huge. Right there. A card for free that gives you a much needed moon element and it gains you two I rot. Love, I love all the elements. Your rot economy is so benefited by this card. It's basically a rot card with elements that you need desperately yeah. to trigger your innate. And when you're playing solo, it's two rot and an energy. This is why I was flush with cash. Oh my goodness. In a solo game, this is why you will be totally fine oh, yeah. with energy Never because of this worry. card. Never had yeah. a worry. But wait, there's mine. Oh, target spirit may pay one energy to add up to two Destroy presence to their jungle slash wetland. You may do likewise. Oh. We'll get into this. This kind of really helped our game out. This was <laughs> fantastic. Was. Another medic. You can go and help other spirits get their destroyed presence back. And you can as well. You can come back from death. You can recycle yourself or it's a friend insane. into one of their jungles or wetlands. If you are a spirit that destroys yourself, if you lost yourself to blight, if you got a bad blight card, right? all these things are rough when you're losing presence, but right. then Rod comes in and says, hang on, buddy, I gotcha. I gotcha, friend. This is so incredibly useful. 
And those are the powers for this spirit. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about Woo! this spirit now. Wow. So I like this spirit a lot, Ryan. This has been really fun. I liked the mini game of the resource mm -hmm. and the negative health and getting to use these tokens and push them around. I am really liking this spirit. Oh, you, I love this one. You love this spirit. Seriously. I haven't seen you this excited about a spirit in a long time. It's fantastic. Maybe I, since Mist. This, this is spirit feels like a combination of of Lure, Keeper, and Mist mm. if they all had a baby. Yeah. In some ways, they all feel like them. Then she chooses disease. <laughs> yeah, but I like spreading right okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh! <laughs> Vengeance is a good okay, spirit. Okay, I'm kidding. It's a good I'm spirit. He's got to accept the blight. It's a resource. I had to. Okay. <laughs> Never miss the opportunity for a good joke. Okay. <laughs> all I'm saying is this has been a really fun spirit, but it's cool to yeah. see you just like totally engulf yes. yourself and you oh. clicked. Watching you play Rot is oh, so yeah. fun. The reason why I felt as if it felt like Mist is because we have yet another spirit that does something during the time passes phase. Yes. So far, Mist is the only official spirit to do that, but this was yet another. So yeah. for me, it was not difficult at all to remember, okay, I have something coming in. Let's go ahead and do that thing. I did have to remember that once or twice. Like, oh yeah, I get to yeah. gain energy here. Yep. Then the bad guys having minus one health, that kind of reminds me of Mist. Now, Mist says that bad guys can't heal. So that's not exactly the same, but you can, in a way, acquire the same effect. Because mm -hmm. if someone has one health, even if they're a town, because you damaged them two turns ago, at the moment, they have one less health. Sure. Sure, it's not because the ability is the same, but you get the idea. And that way, they felt the same. Because you're spitting out wilds tokens, you feel like Keeper mm -hmm. to me in the fact that you have such great prevention, and I think this is where your defense is going to come from that's listed you have high defense and that's because although you have one defend card you that defend card can come that. back and again and again and <laughs> yes. again but you're preventing things from happening and that's a defense from, yeah things from happening and keeper is preventing things all the time and then lure because you have multifaceted innates that do mm -hmm. oh so much and you have a second growth option which is your only chance to get presence placement but more efficiently than lure you can do that every single every turn, turn all the time because you can do your presence placing one and you can do your reclaim. Furthermore, your presence tracks always, Are and upgrading. I mean always, Everyone. upgrade. Oh, it is so great, but... <laughs> The thing that is also so crazy that I mentioned is that this spear uses five elements. So there Ooh. are more cards out there which will accidentally have at least one or two, maybe even three, or even more elements that you need. I feel like there's got to be a statistic, but like if you're gaining four cards, guaranteed yeah. you're going to pull one. Yeah, there are going to be, be a so many synergies here yeah. that work so great. But speaking of cards, I feel like this is a spirit. You can win the game just with the starting hand. Seriously. You don't want to yep. do that. Yep. But there, I feel it. This spirit, I feel, I feel like it's strong enough to do I that. Think you can. The ability to move wilds and disease tokens is very strong. strong. Very strong. Here, I have a land that doesn't have any tokens in it, but there's a bad guy. Hmm. Well, even in our last game, yeah. we had a city an explorer, and a Dahan. That's it. I wasn't there, nope. nor did I have any tokens. But I did defend three in that land, and then I put worms and bugs enrich the soil, which pops the effect that when someone dies, you can go ahead and add a token in there. Then I defend the damage that Dahan counterattacks, kills the explorer. Cool. A bad guy just died. Guess what? A wild token goes in there. Yes. Now my second and eight is weapons free. <laughs> now I can go in there. It's like a domino. Like you said, yeah. like, yeah. The synergy is yes. 
ears in place locking oh, together. It's so great. Furthermore, having Badlands tokens out with this spirit in tandem with the invaders having minus one health is lethal. I never pulled a card with the Badlands, oh. but you did in your game. Oh, it is lethal. It's almost like game over. Seriously. It's almost... Because not only do they have minus one health, but you have plus one damage in there. Even though that's just a difference of one each time, Ooh. it has a huge effect. Game changing. You do one damage, there's a city. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Seriously, what? Because one that damage? city has two health. I did one damage plus one because of the Badlands, and they're gone. Bye bye, city. And they're gone. That's why we're saying, like, it's deceptively destructive yeah. rot. Yes, seriously. I've had several games, notable cards that just worked so great. Hazards spread across the island. Oh, great. Oh, Gives yeah. you the earth and the plant. It's free, it's fast, and it can get you either more Badlands tokens out there if you had one from a lucky card pull, which, mm -hmm. like I said, Badlands tokens are just lethal, but it's more wilds, more disease. You want to just completely spam wilds and disease. Now, of course, that card goes to an energy cost of one if you go to do a disease, but who cares? It's who in cares? the fast phase. You get a disease out there and you're flush with energy just fine. Carapace land is fantastic in a land that you are in. Defend three, and if you have two earth, becomes defend six. But Carapace land gives you earth, animal, and plant. You use all three. All oh them. goodness, fantastic. I picked up Scream Disease into the win for yes. one of my games. So you get plus one range on all their powers, and then they get to add up disease into that land yes. that you're targeting. So I'm like, oh, I'm setting up my kill site. There you go. Right. And target a land with disease. There you go. You're right. So many synergies. As always, as I've discussed before, desiccating wins mm, is actually yeah. really, really good. Why? Because you get bonuses when you are in jungles and wetlands, which means your mountains and sands aren't going to have a whole lot of influence by you. Mm -mm. Desiccating Winds is a power that only goes in a sand or a mountain, i.e. where you don't usually go. You're a little bit weaker But there. the thing is, is Desiccating Winds costs one energy. It doesn't really give you a whole lot of elements you need. It gives you fire, which you don't need, air, which you don't need, and earth, that you do need. You need earth. But the effect and where it happens is what's important. If you have a Badlands in a land, do one damage, then add a Badlands. Mm. So what this means is damage comes first, then the Badlands goes in. Ooh. So the more often you repeat this card in the same land, you'll do two damage, then three damage, then four damage, then five damage. <laughs> the more you go and use this power in a certain land, the more damage you will deal with this. Those desiccating winds pick away at whoever's in there, and, and they get more and more dangerous oh, yeah. as time goes by. The reason why this card is good for you is the same reason why I love this card for green. Mm. Because green likes to dwell in jungles and wetlands, jungles and wetlands, which means your mountains and sands might have a few more bad guys. Now, green has some attacks against buildings that are in mountains and sands, which is really nice, but here, though, your lands that are probably going to have more bad guys can get hit with heavier and heavier damage, and you can go ahead and use that bad lands better than someone else can, because not only do you get bonus damage of plus one, but the bad guys have minus one health, which worked so great. Dark Entangled Woods is another fantastic card. Gives you three of the elements you need, a much coveted moon, yes, and an earth and plant, and you just get two fear, and if the land is mountain or jungle, you get defend three. Nice. Defend cards are great. I feel like there's so many 
many cards in the Myers, like any one damage card almost becomes two. With Badlands becomes three. Ironically, I actually had a few times where I was like, oops, sorry, Dahan, they died. Because Dahan have one health as well. So you don't want to have just one Dahan versus one Explorer. Explorer wins. Yeah. So this is why defend cards are really nice. Or you can push them. You have to push Dahan power and you're an eight. Yeah. But usually if you have one Explorer, one Dahan, if you're literally anyone else, you're like, eh, it's fine. If you're this character and you have a token there, oh, Dahan's gonna die. I actually lost a lot of Dahan in my second game because of that. (laughs) Inflame the Fires of Life is another fantastic card Mm. for them because it gets you animal and a moon, which is huge for you. You need both of those badly because you know the plant is also very nice, but it gets you a disease or it gets you a strife and a fear. Fear is always nice. Strife is like, hey, I'll take it. Sure. But if you have three animal, you actually gain both, which means you get a disease and a strife and fear. Nice. And you just need more disease out there to do more stuff. Trust me, it is fantastic. But one card that is just the absolute The creme best. of the crop? The creme de la creme, in my personal opinion, from my personal experience with this spirit, though it may be limited, Walls of Rock and Thorn. Ooh. Oh, goodness. If Spreading Rot Renews the Earth gets Walls of Rock and Thorn, it's GG. <laughs> Well, this is a major, to clarify. It's a major, to clarify. It gives you a useless sun, and it gives you an earth and a plant. Hey, one of your cards have a sun. (laughs) (laughs) I say that in jest. So it can only go in a mountain or a jungle. So mountains are great because mountains you aren't going to be going to. So this is great for kill sites. Two damage, defend eight. Wow. Then add a wild token and isolate the target land. The reason why this is so great is first off, getting two damage is fantastic with you because that's a city. (laughs) If it's in a land you're in because this, this added a wild token, which means that your special rule is now a okay to go off you now have legality for your mm-hmm. second and eight it enables you but even better you add a wild token and you isolate target land why is that so good because the wild token is gonna stay even if they explore land it's isolated, isolated. so that means the wild token wasn't spent it lingers for your special rule to go off it lingers for your innate to for trigger your innate to go off also it defends eight if it's a mountain it's probably gonna have a lot of bad guys because you haven't been going there since you've been using jungles and wetlands to go get bonus rot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so defend eight, that's a lot. Oh, guess what? Give me the threshold. For two earth, two plant, that is pathetic. Pathetically easy for you with Rot. It's gonna oh, be I'm like... I'm sorry. Your defend card that you're getting pretty much every single turn because you keep reclaiming it every single turn with that cool Rot expenditure yep. mechanic it has. Guess what? That defend card has Earth and Plant on it. So that's one of the two that you need well, of plus each. plus Walls of Rock and Thorn already give you the two elements. So you and just... then Walls <laughs> of Rock and Thorn give you the other ones. <laughs> So with just those two cards, you're starting defend card and this one, you already reach the threshold, which ups the damage from two to four, ups the defense from eight to ten, and it adds a Badlands! Game over. All the cheese it gave you before with sprouting the wilds token, which gave you legalities for your second and eight and enabled your special rule to trigger. The two damage, which was incredibly important to enhance that damage because of your special rule that is now enabled. The defense, which is already so high in a land that's probably a problem land to stop all the damage that's there. Well, if you're setting up a kill site, there might be a lot of people in that land. Yes, the isolate that keeps the wilds token from leaving. And now you get bonus damage and even more because of a Badlands. Oh 
OMG. <laughs> like I said, GG, if you get this card, game you over. are just going to go ham. In my second game with them, I went, and this was the first major I found, and I was like, oh, oh I won. <laughs> I think this is going to go well. And then I kept reading the card. Hey, that actually worked. Oh, oh hey. That, oh. oh, oh, hey. <laughs> what? Oh my what oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> this card is fantastic there's just so many potentials cuz i'm looking through the major room oh. like now like oh this major would be good oh this major yes. i'm looking at unlock the gates of deepest power which yeah. is like you need two of each element i'm pretty sure rod can do that there's so many elements that rod has right it's insane oh my goodness i went bottom track with this character pretty much in all my games what i usually did is well, i yeah one of those games you said you went more hybrid did you my not my very first okay. I did go hybrid and I had just so much energy that I didn't even need Mm. because I guess I could have gone and used more majors. I suppose the more you incorporate the top track, the more viable you are for majors, which is fine. But I want to take advantage of that card play, which means I want to have a lot of cards. So with me, I went bottom track pretty much all the time. Were you reclaiming a lot? Because I didn't go as bottom track heavy. Yeah, basically I was able to go two or three turns without reclaiming and then on the third or fourth turn reclaim so i was able to stall pretty well because i was constantly doing growth option two and three in my second game with them i literally never did growth option four it was growth option two and three yeah two and three one and two Mm-hmm. Two and three, two and three, two and three. <laughs> Remember, every time I do growth option three, that is another minor I'm getting. Oh, yeah. oh look, that's another card that I can play. Oh, I could use that element. I sure. can use that one. Oh, hey, and guess what? Since I have reclaim one, once I eventually get there, you know how awesome reclaim one is. Especially if one of your cards you can kind of sort of already reclaim, reclaim? with the defense. In a cards. way, it's like reclaim two. Yeah, it is. Because that card has in and of itself its own reclaiming mechanic, yeah. which is dope. Each one of your power cards, every single one, has a rot thing. Whether it has a rot ability or oh. it's giving you rot. Yeah. Every single one of them interacts with rot. I think that's really fun. Again, you, I love this resource. It's you so feel fun. like you're just bartering all the time. I'm getting this. I'm getting yeah. that. I'm wheeling deals and whatnot. So for me, what I did, I talked about how I went bottom track pretty much all the time. Yeah. Getting that moon is clutch. Now, you'll only ever get one rot generation when you go bottom track. So what I like to do in each of my games so far that I've done is to gain that first upgrade on the okay. top track which gets you plus one rot generation and the water that water really helps getting too. the water is great because that is helpful for your an- rot gaining innate yeah. it's good for your disease spitting innate mm-hmm. your fear generating innate and your damaging innate yeah, which is really nice also gives me that second rot generation for me i was getting two rot from my tracks every single turn you actually can get to four but that's going to require you to get a lot of top track which i never did yeah so the majority of my games i go bottom track and my first game I did hybrid but I personally liked doing bottom track because with all the miners I had you don't need a whole lot of no. high damage majors like I said infesting spores oh add a disease do two damage if you do both with that rot ability it yep. has that's a nuke <laughs> Because you are holding the bad guys back. They shouldn't be building on you. They're not going to be building so much. Yeah. You're going to be stopping one pretty consistently, you know, every turn. Whether it was one explore, one a build, build yeah. something like that. And you just drop this, bam, that's a nuke. You killed a city. Just keep them to towns and just keep busting the yep. cities. One thing I noticed, because I played this true solo, just me playing Rods, I kind of felt the need to spread out more. I feel like I yeah. could have gone to different lands. I think this is a good multiplayer spirit, where I can go to different areas 
areas and I can grow two away and I can make a sacred site there and I can add wilds mm-hmm. to their lands. Maybe I could have like upped the difficulty, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I have this area pretty well maintained. Yeah. This spirit is weird because they are phenomenal in solo. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I've done two solo games with this spirit. I felt like I had the invaders in a chokehold. Yes. And oh my goodness, you may not be doing damage early on, but that's okay because you are building your rot economy mm-hmm. and eventually you can go and drop infesting spores and just continually take out a city. Take out a city. And you can be like, bam, sure, I only did both of the effects from infesting spores, maybe twice, thrice this game. But every time I did it, bam, that's a city. And when you can go and consistently stop build so that other cities aren't even constructed, and you have a defend card that's happening every single turn, and you can take advantage of the Dahan that's there to go ahead and kill bad guys for you. And you can do one damage, but you can just pick off an explorer. Right. Take off a town. That's a town. Or a town. And that's a fear. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, if you have enough elements for the damage, you have enough elements for the fear. So, oh, one damage, that's a town, and that's a fear. So that's two. I feel like I was easily generating fear. I thought I would struggle more with that. Right. So in a solo game, you're going to have more energy because Exaltation of the Reforming Land says target spirit, another spirit gains one energy, but you gain two rot. However, you get that yourself. So I was fine It's like with you're looking energy. around the room and you're like, right. oh, I guess I'll target myself. <laughs> <laughs> no one else here? Okay. <laughs> totally fine. And so you are just so flush with energy that mm-hmm. I did not need the top track. That is why I usually didn't go top track because I, like I was up there. fine. Oh, I like the elements yeah, too, yeah. but I can gain elements from cards true, too. So true, true. those things are really nice to remember because although getting one permanent element at a time from your track is nice, if I can go and keep finding cards, cards? that have <laughs> two or three elements and I have a ton of them and I can reclaim one hey and one of these cards has water earth and plant that I'm getting back yeah. all the time by the way have I mentioned how awesome it is to keep getting this defend card <laughs> all the time again you only need two water to push tokens around like it's, oh. these aren't hard no. like levels of innate to right. trigger and so in a multiplayer game you're actually going to have a little bit less energy mm. in some ways you're actually stronger solo <laughs> in the same way that green is handing out speed like the drug speed like who wants it who wants it no one okay guess I'll inject myself with adrenaline steroids you know (laughs) as if I wasn't fast enough already (laughs) <laughs> and you go even faster here. It's like, well, I still gain my rot, but who wants strength in the form of energy? No, <laughs> Okay, I'll take it. So that is why I was spending rot out the wazoo because I have one costing card. Yeah. I have zero costing cards. I'm gaining energy mm-hmm. already from a card here. And then from rot, rot already. Yeah. I'm gaining energy as well. Oh, we did a game very recently where we did a two-player game, mm-hmm. and you played as... Shroud of Silent Mist. And I was spreading rot. Oh, these spirits went together so well. Yeah, so thanks for that energy, buddy. Oh my <laughs> goodness, if Mist gets that energy boost, Exaltation of the Molten Stone from Volcano is a nice, mm-hmm. wonderful boon for Mist, because just one energy sometimes goes a long oh, way yeah. for Mist. And here, getting one energy goes a long way. What was so crazy was in that game, on turn three, the event card was Numinous Crisis. Fun card. Which is, you just automatically blight the land, straight up. (laughs) Or, if you have enough resources, you can prevent that from happening. This was turn three. We did not have the energy to stop that from happening. Remove one blight per player from the blight card. Then, if the blight card is not flipped, keep removing blight until it flips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's... You sell a blight? 
do it again. Or if you have three energy and you have presents to kill. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't have that yet. So. You had three energy. I did not. So I'm like, well, guess but we're doing the first one. We got to gain three energy per blight. So that yeah. was nice. So we got 12 energy from that. Yeah. Gave six to you. Gave six to me. Oh, look, I don't have problems with energy. You were missed. You're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> missed has never so been so much. rich. <laughs> I remember you are like, boy, I want to play Miss. I want to figure out how to get this thing to work successfully. Here's just a stipend of six energy <laughs> like, for Miss. That may as well have been like 20. It was. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm set for the rest of the game. I'm set for the rest of the game, John. Turn four. Let's go, Majors. As Miss. I did. I'm Miss. I have one damaged town, and I'm going for Majors. <laughs> I played Miss correctly. <laughs> so what was hilarious, though, is the card that we had was Downward Spiral. Again. Mm. The you shuffled the one. deck. Ryan, do you shuffle your deck? That's the thing. I had shuffled. I'm like, I'm going to grab from like near the bottom, not uh, from the top. And hey, what's that one? Here's what's crazy, though. Exaltation of the Reforming Land. Target Spirit may spend one energy to add up to two destroyed presents to their jungles or wetlands. Guess what misses all he's in? The wetlands. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We're like, spend one energy to come back. <laughs> Take it from the bank. Yeah. <laughs> We're freaking rich. Just robber barons. And we can get our destroyed presents back. So downward spiral, I like don't a, even mind. Yeah, it's almost like it didn't even happen. So spreading rot can completely nullify. Those blank cards. That blight card. Memory fades to dust. Right. Downward spiral. And any we were just loaded. Tipping with points. Energy. Any type of like losing presence. Right. Rock and negate. Then the fact that where bad guys are in my lands with tokens, they have minus one health. Guess who really likes <laughs> to hear that news? Mm. Shout out silent Dissolving vapors, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Fog closes in, Fog anyone? Closes in? Suffocating shroud. <laughs> I had a land that had like a city, a town, and yeah. four explorers. And John's like, oh, here, let me go over there. Pink, all dead. <laughs> thanks, buddy. And thanks for putting that Badlands there. <laughs> because you immediately killed the town and all the explorers. And then I just had one damage. Bye. The city went yep. from three health to, to one. And so then I was like, oh, do that one. They're dead. Complete land clear. And in a two-player game, just to completely clear a land of five invaders, just like, pink. Like and it was nothing. so pathetic. Pathetically easy. It was. Oh, it's so great. Well, it's so easy for Mist to ooze in and out or to right. get to you. So I loved it. It was fun. But the thematics. So we have a dark, moist, mossy, lichen, fungus spirit that's all about death and recycling. And this fog is like rolling through. And then we have the cold, slow-moving mist <laughs> that's coming in. And think about how perfect that is. A fungus and the dark, cold, moist mist. Uh. That's like thing forest almost. Mm. You know what I mean? That's like the dead marshes. This creepy... You don't want to be caught there. No. It's like, yeah, it's natural. It's within nature's guidelines that this is possible, but it's highly toxic and yeah. poisonous. And it's so dangerously lethal. So these and it was, spirits, mechanically and thematically. Right. So these spirits are just very slow, small term spirits, like in their lore, like a mushroom, you know, funguses, mosses are not 
very vibrant. You know, like volcanoes are big. Those are big, massive things. Mountains, the ocean's the huge. Lightning. We're just like little shrubs and, you know, yeah. lichen and moss. That's kind of low key. The mist, as we all know. I'm a cloud. <laughs> it's just a cloud. So we're all kind of slow and kind of dark and cold. Yet the combinations of these two were absolutely insane. Yeah. Insanely powerful. So these kind of subtle, subdued, slow spirits were pretty quiet, which is why it was pretty crazy when you opened a black hole and shut everything in! Oh, by the way, I have energy, so I pick, I went for majors, and I picked Thrawn to a consuming void. So, to bark all of that, we're like, let's go ahead and do, oh, draw a consuming void. It didn't have any of my elements, which was a so bummer. So here's the thing, Mist is like, okay, well, it doesn't have a fire element. <laughs> I got an energy for it. It has no elements. It doesn't have any elements. The rules are the rules, Ryan. <laughs> and it said, if you don't have fire. So then for funsies, we opened a black hole and just ripped them a new anus <laughs> as we just... <laughs> and then won the game. And just, well, there go the last two cities. <laughs> that was the first time I've used that card. Yeah, we usually look at that card and it's like, fun but way too expensive for the time being. Super situational. Or fun, but I really don't want to give up presents because I have it here or whatnot. We're like, let's just go. I'm <laughs> never got, rich this early. I got the money for it. <laughs> Man, that was fun. Wow, boy, Numinous Crisis was annoying in the fact that we blighted the entire land on turn four. But the thing was, is since it happened so early, we were freaking rich. We were. Oh, and even though we had Downward Spiral, it was like, hey, well, I can bring us back. Again, you negated Downward Spiral. And it was bring up to two presents that are destroyed, not just one. So even if on a turn that I didn't play that card mm-hmm. and we destroyed another presence, I can still break Both. even and make up for time from no, last turn yeah. that I didn't use it. And hey, we're back. We're fine. It's not like you had to keep reclaiming it. Oh, it was great. And how perfect is it that this downward spiral, this idea of death and decay of even the spirits are going away. This spirit's like, hey, hey, that's all <laughs> what I'm about. So I can recycle everything. Yeah. I can recycle our own death. Mm-hmm. Our own presence loss I can actually make use of, which is just so great. Again, the spirit, it seems like it can be an official release. Oh my goodness. This could can do everything. <laughs> it's so cool. I love this spirit <laughs> so much. I would keep the growth four. That's fun. I like I the like negative that, health. Yeah. And the I negative def- health is fantastic. Definitely moving the token the, around. Yes. Oh, the token moving. To set up where you want yes. to. Like, oh, I want this not to explore. Yes. I want this not to build. Yep. That was cool. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, I had such a fun time with this spirit. I haven't seen you that giddy in a while. I can't I'll be honest. overstate just how much fun I had in the combat combination of preventing things being able to bring my friends back from the dead I can come back from the dead I have so many elements I have this fun little mini game Mm -hmm. that I can manage and do well bad guys have minus one health Oh, there's so much that is going on, and it's all so much fun. With, like, Thunderspeaker and Keeper and Ocean, these big, bad spirits, you feel powerful. Yeah. With this spirit, I feel powerful, but in a totally different way. Yeah. And I liked that. I loved that in such a different and unique way that no other spirit had ever felt. I didn't feel broken, but I felt like I... Because, hey, here's the thing. One big flaw. You can no longer have one Explorer and one Dahan do a one-on-one anymore. True. 1v1s, the Dahan loses 
Unless you play a defend card, that Dahan's dead. Mm-hmm. To the one explorer. In my experience, I would highly advise you find as many defend cards as you possibly can. Because mm-hmm. defend cards usually have plant in it. Yeah. And they usually have earth in it. You or use water. that. Water too, even. You use that also. Yeah. Or sometimes even animal. Sure, These four yeah. elements that we've mentioned are animals ones. go yes. berserk. Each one of those elements are something you use. Defend cards will help you keep your Dahan alive, which is actually really nice because you can move Dahan and you can let them do damage, which you don't have access yeah. to in the early game amounts that you'd like to have. But Dahan are so great for the worms enrich the soil, which allows you to either remove a blight or put a wilds token or both when a bad guy died. That's another thing. The blight removal you with blight the spirit. Removal and you can so be much fast. blight removal with the spirit. It so can much. be fast you have or innate. slow. You have cards. Fast or yes. slow. Any land. Yes. Ah! So if you have little elements but lots of rot, you can get rid of of blight. If you have a appropriately killed bad guy, you can remove a blight. Mm-hmm. If you just simply have a lot of elements, you, <laughs> you can, can get, get rid, rid of a blight. blight. Oh, so great. Oh no, a bad guy just put a blight here, but you know, I'm going to attack with a single damage later. Mm-hmm. Oh, Killed a bad guy. Here comes in the trigger from Worms Enrich the Soil. And now I can put a Wilds token and get rid of the blight that they just spit. Yeah, I hope some of these mechanics mechanics find its way into another expansion Mm. in Spirits. Because this was really fun to play. I love watching Mm -hmm. you play it. I think like this can definitely be fine-tuned into a Mm. legitimate Spirit. I think. I think so. I definitely think so. For my purposes, I will continue to use this spirit definitely even in our games although it may be apocrypha i'm having way too much fun to put this on the shelf for good i agree it is so much fun it's your board game yep designed by the creator yep the spirit and i'm rounding down (laughs) (laughs) i round up But no, play it, have fun. Yeah. That's what it's there for. And it is all available to you out there now. So go ahead and you can just have fun with it. So I almost think this spirit is even stronger in solo than in multiplayer. I think it's fun in multiplayer. I love it in multiplayer. I love it. It's in very multi- strong in solo. I love it in both It feels like spaces. lure yeah. in, in solo. Yep. Like- I mean, in the same way that green was very self-sufficient in solo, yeah. so is spreading rot renews the earth. Hey, these plants... Plants, huh? Yeah. Yikes. Yep. I'm addicted to the the plants or the plant bros that have high card. Strongest, yeah. One fun tip that you can use if you want for your own spreading rot games that I've discovered is board A is just perfect for them. Because you start the game with two presents in the highest numbered wetland. Well, on board A, that's land number five in the smack dab middle. Mm. Oh, it's perfect. You just simply have access to just go in any direction you want. As a river player, I know board A in that wetland well. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Love that board. It's fantastic, in my opinion, because... Most often, the highest number of wetland is going to be tucked away further inland, yeah. where you're not going to be able to cover the board as quick. So that is a fun little trick if you want to use in your spreading rock games. I found it to be incredibly useful for mine. And if you want a little bit of a challenge for yourself, maybe don't play board A. But if you want to have wonderful, easy coverage, totally go for board A. It's a good A. tidbit. 
Woo, that was fun. Woo, that's fun. <laughs> it's you fun talking all, about new yes, spirit again. I love like doing the deep dive. Again. Yes, yeah, yes. Like... So admittedly, I haven't had as much experience with this spirit as I have with other ones, but I hope that you've been able to kind of grasp some of the capabilities that this spirit is capable of, and I hope that you are enticed and excited by some of this cool and very unique gameplay. I feel as if if you're a Spirit Island fan, you owe it to yourself to try this out at least once because it's free to download. It's free to download, but but this rot mechanic is so much fun yeah. and moving tokens. Print this out, people. Oh, it's fun. So much fun. Seriously, guys. I'll go ahead and leave a link to it yeah. in the description of this episode if you want to take a look see and take a peek at all of it. It's just so great. It's so. worth a playthrough. Yeah. I think. I think everyone can find something fun in this. Either mm-hmm. control or defense or yep. even fear, yep. damage. Like mm-hmm. whatever playstyle you like, I think you can find something in rots that really yep. tickles your fancy. Yep. Whether it be damage. Damage, whether it be fear, you like majors, you have access to Seriously, it. Seriously, I want easily. Yeah. If you want card play, you have access to it easily. You like doing defense every single turn, kind of like Starlight, but the entire game <laughs> instead of just yeah. yeah. Honestly, that card, Land of Dreadfall and Rot, is very much like Peace in the Nighttime Sky, but it stays with you the whole game. <laughs> you don't lose that card. <laughs> and if you like a little gamble, you can go growth option four, lose a card for good, yeah. but maybe gain something even better yeah. and get all these elements. It's so cool. Oh, so great. So go ahead. It has my stamp of approval of awesomeness. If I were to give it a rating, it'd be two thumbs way up. Yeah, five out of five for sure. Yep. Easy A tier. Mm. Easy A tier. Ooh, yeah. Well, I think that's all we have for now. So until next time, we will catch you guys in the flippity flip. Thank you so much for listening. See y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at the Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.